Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome to episode 118 of the 167 podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church. And as always, I'm here with my good friend, Josh Harrell. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? It's going great. You got a little something on your forehead. Do I really? Yeah. Oh, is it ashes? Yep. Oh, okay. I'm ashy? Yep, you're ashy. Need some lotion. Mm -hmm. That's not kind of the ashes that we're talking about. Nope. Yeah, it's Ash Wednesday. We're not alone in here today. Nope, today is Ash, the day after Ash Wednesday. Yes, and we have a special guest. Actually, a guest. A guest. She's not special anymore. <laughs> not special. <laughs> it's our kids and middle school pastor, Kristen Benbury. Hi. I almost said your fake last name you that I usually say. did say my fake last name. Call her Benderly. So it's okay. People always jack up your name. So They do. It's a hard one. They misspell your first name. Would you like to tell our listeners how to spell your first name? <clears throat> sure, I would. I, my first name is spelled K-R-I-S-T-I-N. It's, it's an I, it, not an E. Okay. Well, which so is K-R-E-S-T-I-N. Because what we're going to talk about is you said was often misspelled by our kids in the opposite way oh, oh there we go yeah. that's right because that people want to put an e at the end of Kristen, uh-huh. and then when we talk about this season of lent people want to put an i in there instead of an e and we're not talking about what's in your belly button no nope. nope. or your dryer, dryer. <laughs> um l-e-n-t lent it's the season of lent but hey before we talk about that let's just talk about randomness that people are like, oh, no, I thought you were actually going to get to the content of today's episode. <laughs> this, by the way, is Kristen's favorite part of every episode. It's my favorite part. She skips it's it. really just like every day at work. When it I is. sit and listen to this, I'm like, oh, we've done this. <laughs> this I know what, what they're do. talking about. This is like staff meeting. <laughs> so what's happening? Um, well, I watched... Uh, the XFL kickoff oh, yeah. this past weekend. Literally, um, yeah, it was pretty. Good. I didn't watch the whole game, but I watched some of it. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's got some interesting different rules. Yeah, um, yeah. Didn't know. I'm also playing about Madden 23, so I'm kind of in Me that too. mindset. I was playing of, it this morning. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, if I only have, I don't have. We only have one controller on the PS5, so I need to get another controller, and then I could destroy you. Mm, I could just bring my Xbox. I have two controllers, <laughs> <laughs> and then I would destroy you. I really don't. I just say that with everybody. Well, so. I, I've, I play a <laughs> I say lot. Say that of with g- her boys, with Kristen's boys in in different games. I'm like, they're, I'm gonna kill you, and then they're they're like, then they, they take her they to throttle me. Yeah, like I'll play Call of Duty and stuff like that online. <laughs> he said duty. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never played Madden online because like it's a one on one. Yeah, I, I, and I would oof. probably get destroyed. Yeah, no, I pick the lowest ranked team and play them. <laughs> that's what I do. I usually do the face of the franchise, and then whoever I get drafted with is that's who I go for and or go with, and then I usually end up in the Panthers or the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Kristen is nodding, uh, shaking her head right now, like, <laughs> oh my god, why did I say I'd be here? Why did I do this? Chris, well, so, so, so anytime Kristen needs to buy a video game or mm-hmm. a video game accessory or anything like that, she calls me. I do that with you as well. She I did te- it yesterday. She texts me last night <laughs> while I was at your house. Which one? Playing games. So what about you, Kristen? How are you? I am great. Um, awesome. <laughs> All the things. I don't know. You got a busy week. 
I do have a busy week. We've got What'd the journey got? coming. Yep. We do. It's gonna it's be the journey. It's gonna be fun. Yes. All our middle schoolers. Yep. And fifth graders. And some fifth graders. Yep. We started this last year as like a, um, you know, the first year we were out here, we did basically a, a confirmation type um, class and system and everything for our. I think we did. I don't even know what grade. Maybe all of middle school. I don't remember. Um, and then COVID came along. And so uh, we didn't do anything like for that weekend. Yeah. So I think we continued that class whenever mm. we came back, like a year later. Um, and then we decided to do a little reboot and kind of move away from the the whole like class confirmation time frame and instead create a weekend where we are basically just teaching Christianity 101 mm-hmm. um, and talking about these big topics <laughs> in large group settings but then also in the smaller groups so um and i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to it we've got 40 kids that are signed up wow and we're gonna have a great time what oh i didn't know if you need to mute like you were about to cough so no okay i was letting y'all talk (laughs) there's good um good listening we have face and content for we don't even have content for radio we have the face for radio and the content for nothing nothing No, but the journey weekend, it's going to be fun. They stay here all weekend, mm-hmm. so you're going to be I'm stay- sleeping here, spending yeah. the night. I live into the, Miss Kristen lives here <laughs> all the time. Do you live here? I do. Mm-hmm. I do. What do you do? Uh, what do the, you do the when it's not... The shorter list is what I don't do. What do you do when it's not Sunday? Do you have another job? So I help coach um, my daughter's tennis team, which... Uh, involves like one practice a week and then a match so that blows my mind that it's that little practice well that's not the kind of practice we had it's it's court availability like they don't have a court and Mackey park is full like even lounge is using it this year because they're redoing everything so Um. so we don't have last year we practiced at the country club one day and then at Mackey another day and we don't have that option yeah so anyway so we go to play linear county um last week and um someone asked me if this if i also um worked at the school and (laughs) and if i if this was my other job and i was like no no i just volunteer no it's a full-time job (laughs) it really is which let's be real there's there's some days when it doesn't feel like a full-time job but then there's many days and times and when it's where it's a full weekend it's a it's a full plus Mm -hmm. job around the clock yeah yeah Mm -hmm. We, we can put two weeks worth of time in one week sometimes. Yes, mm-hmm. easily. Um, yeah. So Lent and or not Lent. So Journey Weekend mm-hmm. coming up, and then Lent's kicking off. Uh, we had our Ash Wednesday service last night, mm-hmm. um, and that was um, fantastic. Yes. Yep. Very much so. Yes. So, um, anything else we want to talk about before we jump into today's? topic of kind of you know we've talked before about like what lent is and i thought really what i wanted us to talk about today was what are some things that can um what what does god want from us in this season of lent versus because usually when we talk about lent it's it's very and i don't think we mean to do it on purpose but we kind of have a selfish focus as far as like what i'm gonna do I'm going to give up Coke. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And and that's okay. I mean, we need to we need to like process that. But I also believe that there's something that the Lord wants to do that wants us to engage in. 
And I don't know if we always contemplate that. Instead, we just kind of go to what I'm going to give up, and I'm not going to mm-hmm. eat. I'm not going to eat meat on Fridays or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, you want to hear how stupid I was when I was a kid? Um, sure. Always. So when I was a kid, someone asked me what I was going to give up for Lent, and I said, "Oh, I'm not Catholic. I don't do that." Uh, I mean, no, that's what I mean. A lot of people say yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not just Catholics that do Lent. No, and no, it's actually increased it, like, more. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I can't tell you the number of times I was like halfway through a really good juicy burger on a Friday at lunch in high school and I'd be like, oh, oh, during Lent. I just keep on eating the hamburger. Oh, the shame. Yeah. I didn't. We had cheese pizza. We had fish sandwiches. Yeah. We, we had a lot of fish sticks. Salmon. Mac and cheese. Salmon patties. Mm. Which I think I would totally eat now. I would now, eat them now. But as a kid, no. Like no. the fried canned. Like you open up Same. that can. I guess. And I you never mix it watched with my mom yes. made it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm my sure mom that's what it used was. to make those. I actually yeah. like those. Yeah. I know good. Connie was not using a fresh fillet of salmon <laughs> no, to make your salmon no, patties. She wasn't. She, she opened yeah. that can up. <laughs> Crank it up, cat. <laughs> meow. Yep. And then a squeeze of lemon. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was delicious. Yeah. So, yeah, there's these things that our Catholic friends, um, a lot of them practice in the Lenten season. In this giving up and this setting aside time and fasting and different things like that. Did y'all fast any? We did. Um, Once we got a little older, we were only allowed one full meal a day. And the rest of the food we ate should not total a second meal. Oh. So, you know, it was like a granola bar for breakfast. Mm -hmm. And And how faithful were you to this? I was pretty faithful. I was pretty good at it. I mean, I was... I don't know. I like to give myself an A plus in Catholicism rules. <laughs> if I were to You're give just myself good at a grade. I am good at rules. Uh, I do like a good list of rules to follow. Yeah. Yeah. Boxes I would not be check. good at fasting. No. I've never tried it. Yeah. I, I have. Um, I'm not, not that great at it. Mm-hmm. Um, the one time I was really intentional, um, like I was very, like I was, I feel like my heart was in the right place. It was, of course, it was easier to do. But yeah. there's other times I've done it and I'm just like, I'm just to do it. So. I can't, I don't even. I don't even think I could do it from like a standpoint of trying to lose weight. Like I yeah. couldn't even do that that then, and then put the uh, implications of of uh, doing it for spiritual reasons. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think you're good. Yeah. Well, and and fasting is not the only thing that when you think about Lent, but it's often what are you going to give up for Lent? Mm-hmm. You know, or or even and I've even said this in the last couple of years is it's not so much what we give up as maybe what it is what we choose to do. In addition to, you know, I, I like to call it replacing, not giving something yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, um, but that those aren't the only things. So when we talk about Lent, first of all, it this whole season of Lent, it's leading us to Easter, right? Much like Advent is this season of anticipation, leading us to the celebration of the birth of Christ. Lent is is this journey. Hmm, there's the word um, that's taking us to. Not only the cross, but then, of course, Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, Easter morning when when we are alive. And the word Lent actually comes from this. It, that's not a word that you find scripturally. It's an old English word that means spring. So this is the time of spring. And so what is spring? Like, what does spring represent? In all our, things new. new. Yes, all things new. Everything's coming alive. Um, you could also say pollen. Mm. Um, <laughs> cleaning <laughs> right um, but so there is this um, spring is it's those things that have been dormant are now awakening and so God desires to awaken us to focus us on on these what I believe are I want to talk about a couple of important components that um, 
that are part of, could be part of this season that's leading us up to Easter. Um, so the first one is this, and I do think this is one that we might neglect and or not consider as part of our Lenten, um, you know, worship focus, and that is just basic time with God, like time with Him, because there's another meaning for um, the word Lent, and it means slow in Latin. So not only is it coming alive, but it's also slow. So it's a time we're supposed to make time to slow down time. We're supposed to, to put our lives. You talk about cleaning, Kristen. Uh, we put our lives in order, get Mm -hmm. things right. Like there was the winter and everything was, you know, I don't know. Nobody took a bath for three months or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everything's all closed up and the windows are down and the drapes are drawn and you want to keep, now it's like open the doors and sweep out the house and, and get everything in order. Right. Um, so it's like spiritual house cleaning is really what it is. Um, and so time with him, I think that's something, and I don't know, um, I don't know if that's something y'all jump in, but like when you think about Lent, when you think about, um, how do you, how do you participate in this? Where do where does time with God or has it before fit in there with y'all? Usually, um, Lent is, I usually try or usually, uh, refocusing my spiritual life happens more in the Lent season than it does like at the first of the year, mm-hmm. you know, like everyone makes, yeah, just, you know, I want to say revolution. It's not revolutions. <laughs> it's resolutions. You know, they just it. made one You've complete made one. revolution. Yeah, yeah. Then. So usually people make resolutions at the beginning of the year, and then so I try to make sure, like, I try not to skip a day in Bible reading during Lent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So making time. Yeah. Um. For me, I it comes back to like that whole all things new. Th- so. I tend to focus on how I can be more intentional, but also brighter, if that's the right word. Like you're cleaning. What word? Brighter. Brighter. I thought you said writer. And I was like, that's not a word. You're cleaning everything out. And so you're not, you're not like down in the dumps or you're like shiny and new. You're getting ready for resurrection, which is a happy Easter time. And I know like, Mm -hmm. so you're kind of building from this darkness into, Mm -hmm. so I try to like be happier. Mm-hmm. Be happier. Have yeah. a more, what's, Not I don't know. RBF. My, yeah. Yeah. Like, because that's my natural nature is to yeah. be more joyful. Mm. Maybe that's a good way to Your put it. Your natural nature is to be more joyful? No. It's to not, it's the opposite. <laughs> I was like, you're not, you're not mean. I'm not mean. No, not mean. <laughs> just intentionally more joyful to yes. see the brighter side of things. Yeah. The glass yeah. half full as opposed to yeah. empty. You know, kind of a zippity doo dah moment. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so time with God is um, one of those. And then, and this is what our, um, our Ash Wednesday service was very much focused on, which was a time of confession and repentance. And yes, time with God, because there were there there were intentional times of of just being present uh, in the Ash Wednesday service. Um, but confession and repentance again are part of. Um, let's, you know, for a lot of people, and I would throw myself into this. Um, Lent, the confession and whole, and repentance part, often I just give focus to that really like on Ash Wednesday. 
like the ashes, you know, my mortality. And then, you know, and then maybe if there's a Holy Week focus or like a Good Friday focus, you know, it's kind of like, oh, wow, this is what Christ has done for me. And, but, but there is, God desires to awaken in us these kinds of things, this spiritual house cleaning, um, with time with him, with confession and repentance, that's part of the house cleaning. Mm -hmm. Um, you, we all know the difference between, um, you know, just picking up a few things in our house versus actual like spring cleaning, right? Um, there's, you can clean the, the baseboards like legitimately, or you just walk through real quick and spray some stuff, right? You know, I mean, Josh, you have a community group that meets at your house just about every week. Uh, you mm-hmm. know the difference between the hardcore cleaning and just the let's make it look presentable for the guests. Yes. Yeah. I'm in charge mm-hmm. of that kind of cleaning. <laughs> I think I've told this story before, but I had an RA in college, right? And I had an RA in college, and we had a, a suite. So it was like a two-person dorm room and then a bathroom and then a, and connected and then another two-person. And so we had to clean our bathrooms, I guess, every week. I don't remember now. And the RA would come through, and I would just spray that bathroom down with Lysol like nobody's business. And the RA would come through and go, smells clean, and then write their initials <laughs> on the thing. And, um, and like, you know, we were standing in like ankle deep, you know, like in the shower because you got all these girls. I know that's gross. I wish I had somebody who was coming in once a week and being like, is your house clean? Because I would be totally. Everyone needs an RA. I would be much cleaner if I was. No, I don't want people coming there. No, No. I'd I'd like do that mad dash cleaning right before someone says they're on Well, this is why Josh is glad that his community group is so close because now he's not as worked up about Eh, you know, whatever. Well, I didn't have to clean this week because of the Ash Wednesday. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you were yeah, like, you yeah. got a week off. So, so, so this idea of of, Do of I making clean things that crystallized cereal today. <laughs> One more week sitting there. So this whole spiritual house cleaning. So this t- confession and repentance is part of this. Um, you, that's you. You aren't really. Um, setting things right, you're not really awakening if if you're if you're burdened with things in Psalm 139, uh, which by the way, okay, um, I want to I want to try this. I don't know when, but so I was watching last night. So the whole the Asbury thing, which we talked about last yeah. week, the as as they're calling it, they're either calling it the the Asbury people are calling it the Asbury outpouring or the Asbury awakening. They're not denying revival, but they're like, this is this is the Holy Spirit working. We'll let history decide if yeah, it's a revival I've been, or not. I've been seeing awakening in like official graphics. Mm-hmm. And then they have outpouring on their website. So yeah. like you go to asbury.com um, or asburyuniversity.com, whatever, however they do it, and then slash awake, uh, outpouring. outpouring, and you'll go to their stuff. Anyway, so, you know, they have just been overwhelmed they 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 were at capacity the city could not handle more people so they have just this week they've started doing um they're still having nightly services but the nightly services in hughes auditorium are only for people 25 and under and then like staff and then over and other at asbury seminary across the street and other places on the campus other like estes chapel and other places they're allowing others to go and watch the live stream and up to this past week asbury was not officially live streaming anything mm-hmm. um so anything that we saw you know through facebook or youtube or whatever tiktoks all that um was just uh you know people that were there participating 
Well, Asbury decided to start live streaming just to make that uh, really to go available. Yeah, and to maybe go for the don't people that really want to know what's mm-hmm. going on, um, but don't feel like the Lord had said like go to be able to watch it. So last night, I was watching their first evening service um, that they had with the twenty-five and under crowd in Hughes Auditorium, and Zach Meerkrebs, who was the chapel speaker who spoke on February 8th when this all started, <laughs> he said this. Uh, I'm going to get to my point in a second. But he, he, he confessed to the the people gathered. He goes, I was not prepared. I, I preached out of Romans. I was not really prepared for that that message. I did not give it what I think the, the Lord um, was worthy of. He goes, I can show you the text. I text my wife, because he lives in Lexington, like 25 minutes away. He said, I can, t- I can show you the text. I um, I sent my wife a text right after speaking, like walking off from the platform. And I said, I just laid a stinker. I'll be home soon. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's what he said. And um, and then he said, like, uh, an hour later, he's like, hang, they're still here worshiping. They're, they're still here praying on worshiping it might be a little while and he texts her again he's like i don't know when i'm gonna be home wow (laughs) okay so here's the point of all that so last night i'm watching zach was um sharing a message to uh the service and he was talking about psalm 139 which is and and he was talking about one of his rhythms and his whole point and i encourage you guys to go find the February 20th evening chapel service and watch it. It's a great message because what he says is something that, that, um, needs to be said that it, I'll probably say it in some way, shape or form at some point. Um, especially if you find yourself talking to people who, whether it's the, the, the Gen Z's or, you know, whomever, like, um, that what are you going to do with this moment? What are you going to do with this revival? What are you going to do with this awakening? Is there, is there a possibility that you're going to waste this? Is there, because there's a lot of reasons that it's going to be real easy for you to just go back to how things were. And he's like, you need to put into practice spiritual rhythms to stay connected to God. Mm -hmm. If you do not, this was just a moment and it's beautiful, Mm -hmm. but it will be gone. If you do not put into practice spiritual rhythms, this closeness that you feel with God in Hughes Auditorium will not continue. Mm-hmm. And he is dead right. Like if if someone's like, I'll never be the same, he's like, no, no. Actually, you you very likely could go back to being the same if you don't put into practice these spiritual rhythms. And so he was sharing one of his spiritual rhythms and what he does is he says he gets up every morning. He tries to get up before he has, I guess, uh, young daughters. And he said he reads Psalm 139 almost every day, the entire Psalm. But he pauses and he's like, search me, O God, and know my heart. And then he just sits. And he had the entire auditorium at Hughes and then those who are watching in other places get sit in a posture he got a chair out and sat there on the stage and he sit there with your palms open and just say walk through psalm 39 they said it together and they would just pause and it was it was really a i mean i was watching it but i was also praying you know i'm sitting in my bed i was sitting there praying um and so 
I thought, wow, that's so, but it is a, it, that Psalm 139 is about confession and repentance. It's like, God, see me. Now, does God see you? Yes. yes. But what happens when we ask God to search us mm-hmm. and know us and see us? That is an act of, of humility, um, of revealing ourselves. of, you know, really it's like, tell me, God, what you see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Reveal to me, God, what you know to be true about me that I do not see about me. That's real confession and repentance. Do we have things that we know that's like kind of like picking at us right there at the, the front of our brain or the tip of our tongue that we're like, man, I need to, I need to make this right. I need yeah. to, mm-hmm. I need to apologize for this. I need to seek forgiveness for this. I need to do that. Those are things. Yes. But I know for a fact that if <laughs> we just sit and go search me, oh God, and know my heart and sit there in that. The Lord's going to reveal things that we just do not even notice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or we've shoved down. Mm-hmm. So confession and repentance. The Holy Spirit of God directs us and points us to these areas that we need to confess. Here is a a, a pretty well-known um, confession from the Book of Common Prayer, which is a, a very commonly common hand <laughs> commonly used thing it says this we have left undone those things which we ought to have done and we have done those things which we ought not to have done oof right prayer confession uh repentance right there's also and i want to share with you a couple of scriptures because my goodness in this confession there are things that have become way too important they're like idols um and and you find places like in Galatians that are like here, here it is. Here here are the things that become too important. This is um, Kristen. What, do you have that? Uh, would you read? This is Galatians five nineteen through twenty one. Mm-hmm. It's from the Amplified version. Now the practices of the sinful nature are clearly evident. They are sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, total irresponsibility, lack of self control, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, strife jealousy fits of anger disputes Mm. dissensions factions that promote heresy envy (laughs) drunkenness riotous behavior and other things like these i warn you beforehand just as i did previously that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of god oh i'm glad you read that because i didn't want to read that Uh, yeah (laughs) these are things the, the the like when you think okay what do i need to confess I mean, you know, you can immediately go, oh, sexual immorality. Well, I'm not having an affair. Okay, well, so (laughs) does that mean you're not sexually immoral? I don't know. Um, Impurity, what does that mean? Sensuality, right? And and the Amplified, I like it because it gives um, understanding to that word. Total irresponsibility, lack of self-control is what that means by sensuality. Mm. Like we hear that word and we're like, ooh, yeah fancy and sexy time or something and it's like yes but but when you think about it that's really about yeah. that's just like i want to do what i want to do when i'm going to do it and bump everybody else yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> there idolatry which i want to read by idolatry because there's a I b did. in I front of it like idolatry. i wasn't i'm that's why you didn't ask me to read because i would have read by idolatry because sorcery yeah that's just because it's got the uh notations yeah. uh from the scriptures but these are things like, okay, let's really get into this. Hostility, 
strife, jealousy, fits of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions that promote heresies, uh, envy. Okay. I mean, this just goes on. Like these are things you get this list and it's like, okay, I do have things to confess. Mm -hmm. I do have things to repent for. This is, uh, Ephesians chapter five. It kind of repeats some of those same things that Kristen just read. But then when you get to verse 13, um, you kind of hear this, this Lenten awakening again. It says, but all these things become visible when they are exposed by the light of God's precepts. For it is light that makes everything visible. And you were talking about light mm-hmm. this time of the year. Yeah. For this reason, he says, this is Ephesians chapter 5, Awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine as dawn upon you and give you light. Therefore, see that you walk carefully, living life with honor, purpose, and courage, shunning those who tolerate and enable evil, not as the unwise, but as wise, sensible, intelligent, discerning people. Um, <clears throat> that's what God desires for us. So Ephesians five thirteen and 15 shows us this is the, this should be what it looks like for us as people who are engaging with God in confession and repentance and saying, I'm doing spring cleaning. I'm cleaning house. I'm coming before the Lord. I want to be ministered to by his presence, by his spirit. Um, and that's, we see what that looks like. Both sides of that, right? Yeah. You see that? Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's time. We need to spend time with him. Um, there's confession and repentance. I love that example that, that Zach Mir Krebs gives, gives of, um, uh, doing Psalm, reading Psalm 39, um, just about every day. Um, then there's also a collective confession, which is something we don't, you know, we don't use a lot of liturgy in our church. We have, I would say we've probably done so more in the last year than we have before. And I think that's good to return to these things that are historical things that have, have kind of, they've been tested through time. Mm -hmm. They're good. Um, but we don't use them so much that they become wallpaper. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm hesitant. You know, we don't just every single week do the same thing yeah. because it becomes a, a repetitive thing. It, but it, lose <clears throat> the rich, it loses the richness mm-hmm. of the text mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. Um, but with collective confession, what you find in a lot of the liturgy that's out there are prayers that the group prays. You know, there is a, I don't have it here in my notes, but there's the, the prayer... Um, of in the communion liturgy where um there's a time of um i can't remember the words but it's like you know i haven't done what i should have done i mean kind of the Mm -hmm. book of common prayer i just did um and and some of the words are kind of kind of intense Mm -hmm. as far as like i we have failed to be an obedient church we have not done your will yeah you know it's like boom and then there's this time of quiet and then the pastor or leader of that would say in the name of jesus christ you are forgiven and then the congregation responds to the pastor because it's a corporate thing in the name of jesus christ you are forgiven right glory Mm -hmm. to god Mm -hmm. um that that is a collective confession that is a time of we as the people of god recognize our sin you go into the old testament and when you look, find confessions it's a corporate confession most mm-hmm. of the time i mean there are definitely some instances but israel is repenting for israel 
right? Yeah. I mean, there's a collective thing. Um, so confession, when you think about it, it goes way beyond, you know, I'm sorry I said that word or had that attitude or you know, whatever, right? It goes beyond that. It goes beyond self to people. I mean, Second Chronicles 7.14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin. I mean, it's all plural. Um, mm. It's all plural. So there is a collective confession that's mm. really important. So what do we have so far? What does it look like in Lent? What are things we can do? We spend time with God. Yes, there needs to be a focus on confession and repentance. Um, then there's also the opportunity for collective confession. And then we get into what we started this this episode off talking about, which is the whole self denial and fasting and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you going to give up? Um, it is. A, it should be a sacrifice. It should be, you know. So you know the whole like I'm just not going to eat chocolate during Lent. Well, is that really a sacrifice? Some people might be Some like, would say you, yes. know, you know, <laughs> would that be someone, Kristen? It would not be me. No, but, but you, I mean, we, right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it can't be a cop out answer. I mean, I'm not going to eat vegetables. Well, I don't like vegetables. So <laughs> I mean, it's not really a sacrifice. I'm not going to eat fish during Lent. I don't <laughs> eat fish. You don't eat fish 360 other days of the year. Right. 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 Um, now, there is something important <laughs> about going okay what are those things that are 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 in excess right or they are a preoccupation or a distraction that i need to give Mm -hmm. up you know so maybe that is the you know the xbox you know or something Mm -hmm. i'm looking at josh and he's like stop my wife listens to this no i don't Um, i'm just kidding (laughs) yeah you're not preoccupied i know i was just using an example josh like stop no i mean stop accusing me as I drink my Coke yeah. Zero. But, I mean, you could, when you think about it, like, things you do in excess, I mean, it's like uh, putting, I would say, like, you putting your kids above your time with God, you know? See, you went deeper than I did. I was thinking, like, Amazon purchases mm-hmm. no, or I, Chick-fil-A. But, but, see, like, to me, <laughs> I'd... I one specific thing on this planet doesn't really have like I'm not sucked into any one given thing mm-hmm. right now. Mm. So it would have to, it would have to be something that I put on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And because of where I'm at with life right now, it's it's not a it's not a me consuming thing. It's a how important I put people. What, right, which yeah. is also yeah, it can be in the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I get that. I get that. Yeah. Um, and that's a long answer to say, leave my Xbox alone. I don't play that much. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Did you? Did you sense a bit of a defensiveness? Just a little. So just I'm wondering, smidgen. maybe, maybe with some, maybe with his palms to the sky and he him saying, "Search me, O oh God, and know my heart." <laughs> and know that my controller is not in my hands. My Madden is just fine. I don't do too God, much. God, you are my controller. Oh, there's a t-shirt. <laughs> That's a bumper sticker. <laughs> there's a t-shirt with like the controller the Xbox on it. Yeah. Controller right there. So self denial is part of this, and then we've talked about fasting. Um, that's part of the self-denial it's part of that um 
But I, I spent some time this morning reading several different versions of Isaiah chapter 58. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oof. and I, I might share it uh, at some point down the road, but um, I just oof, go read Isaiah 58. It's talking about um, this fasting. And um, I want to read this to you. I'm going to read verses 6 through 12. It's might be a little lengthy, but I, I want to. I just see in this what God truly desires, that there's a purpose for this. Um, it says this, isn't, isn't this the fast I choose? Releasing wicked restraints, untying the ropes of a yoke, setting free the mistreated and breaking every yoke. I mean, this is talking about like fasting for something other than even yourself. Isn't it sharing your bread with the hungry? and bringing the homeless poor into your house, covering the naked when you see them, and not hiding from your own family. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, Then, here comes the light again, Kristen. Then your light will break out like the dawn, and you will be healed quickly. Your own righteousness will walk before you, and the Lord's glory will be your rear guard. It's like when you choose to, this is the result of the fast that is talking about in all of Isaiah 58. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and God will say, I'm here. If you remove the yoke from among you, the finger pointing, the wicked speech, if you open your heart to the hungry and provide abundantly for those who are afflicted, your light, talking about the light of a believer, your light will shine in the darkness and your gloom will be like the noon. So this is the whole theme. The Lord will guide you continually and provide for you, even in parched places. He will rescue your bones. You will be like a watered garden, like a spring of water that won't run dry. They will rebuild ancient ruins on your account. The foundations of generations past you will restore. You will be called mender of broken walls, restorer of livable streets who now this is isaiah the prophet so you see this this messianic imagery here and talking about jesus but but as as co-heirs with christ this is also true of us and like us shining light in the darkness as we live this out so here's the real question um well i guess two questions one are you observing lent and then the second question would be why are you observing lent um because what we know about this season uh, with the, culminating with the Resurrection Sunday is that Jesus came to defeat death. That's what he came to do. He came to, and he came to apply that victory, that victory over our lives, not just one day, but for right now. That's really where our focus should be. The victory that Jesus won in coming back to life is a victory that applies to us in this moment right now. And I don't, I confess, I don't live like I'm in that victory mm-hmm. most of the time. Yeah. Most of the time. It's uh, it's I a mean, right now victory, and I don't I don't live with it, I don't and I need to. It's hard to have that mindset all the time. Right. So that's where it goes back to this time with God and this confession mm-hmm. and this repentance and this making time. Like Lent should not just be the only season that we're doing this. Mm-hmm. We need this, mm-hmm. right? If we we carefully examine ourselves, what happens is, search me, O God, know my heart. We become keenly aware 
of of our shortcomings that maybe we're ignoring. We become keenly aware of our sins. Um, but th- it's not just a, a sackcloth and ashes type mm-hmm. deal, right? We should be also in that process filled with the light of who God is, filled with this overwhelming joy. Mm-hmm. Um, as we meditate on the life of Jesus, as we meditate on what he endured and how he lived in order for us to live God wants to awaken our spirits. Yep. That's what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. This is what he desires. And so my prayer for us as as the porch community and, and way beyond that um, is that we would just have a listening ear, that we would have a heart that's, that's tender, that's open um, to God ministering to us so that we would truly respond, truly, like deeply respond respond to to jesus's love for us mm. that, that's mm-hmm. my desire yeah. are you are you participating in lent and and why are you observing lent why are you doing it um i think these ways that we've talked about spending time with him confession and repentance collective confession self-denial fasting these are opportunities for us to be closer to our god yeah so mm. Any more y'all want to throw in on this? No, we'll just have yeah. to check in at the end of it and see how we did. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll come back then. <laughs> yeah. Like a spiritual state of the union. Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. State of the soul. State Ooh. of the soul address. Yeah. Man, if we all had to stand up and do that once a year. Uh-huh. That'd yeah. be miserable. It'd be yeah. rough. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, um... So, hey, listener, um, if you're listening to this prior to February 24th through the 26th, um, please pray for our um, students who are part of the Journey Weekend. Um, I asked that of the, of the church on Sunday. Um, I asked people to pray and, and um, pray for our students, pray for our leaders. But, you know, it, this is an opportunity for um, our students to own um, to take on for themselves, um, to build upon what they already know, um, you know, these, these truths of who God is. So, and, you know, I think at times we, yeah, you know, I think we lean sometimes, oh, this is going to be too deep for them or too heavy or whatever. And it's like, no, they, what our students are hit with and they face and what they deal with and what they see and what they hear, um, they need they need the the depth of mm-hmm. of who God is, and even if we think it's complex, so they can handle so. it. So, I mean, I have a hard time with complex stuff. So, so and they're getting complex stuff that is not of Jesus, right? So let's give here. them some complex Jesus, Jesus. stuff. So, mm-hmm. so pray if if you're listening to this before the weekend, and if it's after, pray that, that God's still working. So, um, and also just. Pray for, um, you know, what we see and what we've heard and what we hear is just a stirring of, of a desire for a seriousness in our, in our faith journey for all of us, not just our students, but for all of us, all generations, all ages, um, to lean in and be, be present. So, um, hey, Kristen, thanks for being a part yeah, of this episode. Me. And uh, Josh, as always, thank you for what you do. Thank you. And uh, wow, that was really deep. It was. It was like, thank you. Okay. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys this Sunday and talking to you again soon. We love you, Porch Me. We'll see you later. See See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.